Yo, what's up? Welcome to another episode of Demo Listen. I'm Gray. I'm joined as always by my co-host, Nathan. We do a very simple podcast in which we listen to punk, hardcore, metal, and adjacent music that people send in to us. It's typically our first time hearing the releases in question, and we honestly react to whatever it is that we're listening to. Sometimes we like stuff, sometimes we don't. But our ultimate goal is to just put new music in front of you. We're not trying to be professional critics. We're not trying to make objective value judgments. Even if we don't like something, we encourage you to support the stuff that you do like by purchasing records, going and seeing bands, all of that good shit. The format of the show is that we've got 10 bands in our queue every week. We roll some dice and we uh, randomly select usually between five and seven of them. All of our content is user generated. Uh, All of the bands are selected at random and I just go through the emails chronologically. So we're usually a couple behind, a couple months behind on submissions. That's a thing that I, um, I probably don't reiterate frequently enough for new, uh, new listeners. So if you, uh, if you send something in, don't don't think that we missed you or skipped over you it's just that we are constantly a month and a half to two months behind Um, or maybe we missed you or skipped over you maybe but that's uh there's a much lesser chance of that i like how anytime i say something to like reassure people that there's like a process here uh you'd like to plant a small seed of doubt you know here's the thing this is our domain right Uh uh-huh do whatever the fuck we want. <laughs> that if is, I don't want to answer your fucking email, I won't. That's true, for sure. Um, speaking of which, uh, something I, I want to start doing more frequently because I will forget to do it if I don't put it in my notes and do it at the top of the show. Uh, shout out all of the new Patreon subscribers. Uh, we may have gotten Miguel already, but if not, shout out to Miguel at the $5 tier. Justin Straw also at the $5 tier. And uh, Eli Thorpe also at the $5 tier who uh, has been commenting on like all the posts as he's been listening to it and said that he has been um, enjoying, he's been like, you know, giving feedback and stuff. Sorry that I'm bad about commenting back on those things. You know, I see the emails. Sometimes it's a fucking week after you said the thing that I, that I noticed that anyone commented on our, you know, six month old posts. So my bad if I don't get back to your feedback, but it's appreciated nonetheless. Um, As such, I guess I'll do a real quick plug for the Patreon too. It's uh, patreon.com slash podcast. If you subscribe at the $5 and up tier, you get access to all of our bonus episodes. If you subscribe at the $10 and up tier, you get access to all that, plus all of the tapes that we put out via the label that we fund via the Patreon. Uh, We just recorded a new episode yesterday that should be going up um, either tomorrow or Monday. Um, and then I think we're going to record another episode this coming week so that we'll have mm-hmm. another one up for the, uh, the holiday season. So we'll have two up in December and, uh, yeah, that's really it. I got, I have no preamble, no points or anything. The only thoughts that I have are kind of, uh, a direct continuation of, uh, me can like me continuing to think about the Patreon episode that we recorded last night. So yeah, it won't be it. pertinent to anybody. Just give it to me. Um, okay. All right. I'll give it to you. So. So for the uninitiated, uh, we're doing like a recurring Patreon segment where we're revisiting uh, widely panned records by predominantly punk and hardcore bands so far um, who released uh, released LPs, seven inches, whatever, that are otherwise regarded as, as classic, who have made some sort of um, 
have made some sort of uh, important and well-remembered contribution to the the broader world of punk and hardcore and then also made some shit that really sucked. So far, it's taken the form of a lot of 80s band, uh, bands doing what I kind of classify uh, recurringly as the uh, the hard rock heel turn, which was like a, a common, a common uh, sonic pivot that bands took in the mid to late 80s. So I was thinking about uh, we talked at the end of the episode that we recorded last night about trying to do maybe some bands from the nineties. And, you know, I was thinking about bands that, that maybe pivoted, pivoted to a more, uh, jump the fuck up new metal sort of sound. And there are a handful of bands that did that in the nineties, but as I was racking my brain as, and as I polled people in the demolition Facebook group to, to try and get some feedback and, and see if anybody had some good suggestions, it became abundantly clear that there are far less bands in the 90s who are guilty of this than there are in the early to mid 80s. And in fact, even in the late 80s, there are far less bands that are, are guilty of this than in the early 80s. So I was thinking about like what, what uh, various like social and cultural factors um, make this the case. And I think it touches back on a point that like we've brought up on this Patreon series a couple times so far, which is that the first wave of hardcore, um, it, it you know, it it was painted with a very broad brush. Like you get a a, a massively disparate swath of like of bands that are unified more than anything by uh, a common ethos than they are necessarily a well defined sound. You know, sure. Whereas by the mid eighties, and I kind of talked about this on the show last night, the Patreon episode that we recorded last night, like you had kids that were entering into this world that were self-identifying as hardcore kids. Uh, Hardcore was uh, ceasing to be like a reaction, an immediate reaction to something else and was starting to become incredibly codified. Mm -hmm. And it just got me thinking, I've been kind of like thinking about it off and on all day as I was working and running errands and stuff. And I was just thinking about how much, um, how much a subculture becoming self-aware and self-referential changes fundamentally and profoundly like the DNA of that subculture, because not only, um, are sort of like taboos and mores and codes and all of these things changing and things are becoming more rigid and well-defined, but also when a subculture becomes well-defined and, and self-referential, it also attracts a different kind of person because in the beginning it attracted reactionary people, arty people, genuine weirdos, folks who were uh, very much trying to annoy, befuddle, to be at odds with society. Whereas once a subculture becomes codified and, and well-defined, then it also starts to attract people who just want to participate in something. They want to like be a part of a thing and they see elements and qualities of this subculture that are attractive to them. So it's less of a, it becomes less of a rebellion. I mean, it, it still certainly contains components of that, but it becomes an in-group, out-group thing more than I think it was at the very beginning. So I think part of that is what results in there being less folks who for better or for worse, often for worse in our experience so far, take kind of like daring sonic turns or try to do something different or are aspiring to something else with their music because hardcore is no longer by this time, by the late 80s, early 90s, it's no longer a means to an end. It is like both the means and the end. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a, it's an established form, right? 
the yeah. mold, the die is cast, the mold's there. And um, people get into it because that's what they want to play. Right, right? exactly. So, yeah, I mean, that doesn't, we, we've touched on that. So, yeah, that doesn't surprise me at all that you would see that. And I don't know, it's a, it's a lot of supposition because, frankly, you know, it precedes our time, even mine. Sure. And um, it's uh, just sort of a external sort of observation, right? But right. yeah, it, uh, yeah, you you have folks that are that are reacting to something or getting into something um, that is brand new, right? Right. Yeah. And when that fad runs its course for them, um, yeah, it doesn't surprise you that they're going to do a hard rock heel turn and they're going to try to do something completely different right. and create other new things or be a part of something that. Uh, they've always sort of held near and dear to their heart, but just sort of walk, you know, express themselves in a different way, you know? Sure. Um, and then by the time you get to the nineties, for sure, it becomes its own thing. Right. right? Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. That for sure. that, that's not, and, and even more so today. Right. Right. Yeah. Even more so today, even more so today. And also it's, it's um, again, for better or for worse, in my opinion, for worse, but depending on your proclivities and, and probably your age group, you would disagree with me. But also at this point, um, hardcore has kind of come full circle to being incredibly all encompassing sonically now where like uh, your associations, uh, the bands that you wear on your t-shirt, the bands that you play with, the people that you know and like the ethos that you espouse is kind of more important than how you sound to a lot of folks so there are bands that i think a lot of especially young people would consider to be part of the hardcore scene that are actively incorporating jump the fuck up the bullshit new metal influence into their into their sound uh so it's less i think increasingly less um a, a heel turn for these for, for younger kids and more just like a reflection of other heavy music that was important to them when they were kids. So I think it's also becoming, it's becoming increasingly difficult to, to, to differentiate yourself from the crowd by, by incorporating, you know, some hard rock or butt rock influences, because I think kids are more, are more welcoming of that than probably at any other time in, in the, in, you know, now what for 40 year history of this subculture so yeah yeah um so yeah that those were my only thoughts i got no uh i got no updates i got no you know i got no news or anything i'm just cranking away working getting ready for the getting ready for the holiday season what about yourself no but i did i did um to touch back on what we talked about last week i did listen to gary gary glitter uh-huh i listened to the um what is it hello hello i'm back oh man what a banger it is a good that that is a good record. Yeah, my favorite tracks though are the ones that where he's not aping so hard on like the Chuck Berry and the Elvis. Oh, for sure. Yes, you know, like the opener "Hello, Hello, I'm Back" is a fucking is a fucking banger, right? Such a good song. Yeah, and and the tracks are oh, that are of that ilk. I think mm-hmm. are the, my my favorite tracks on that record. The rest of them are fine and they're pretty good, but the ones that really sort of lean heavy into the um bubblegum pop of the 50s and 60s i think are my least favorite i agree for sure yeah uh touch me uh his record from 73 is the same same energy there's like some there's some very very chuck berry-esque uh just like classic rock and roll songs and they're fine um but like the title track um and and other songs of that ilk uh on the leader of the gang on that record is a fucking smash hit 
the ones that lean into that like hyper percussive driving minimalism, those are those are the tracks, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I I figured you would dig it. I think some other people, I think some other people dove into uh, to, to Gary Glitter after that episode too, and were like, yeah, this is this is good. <laughs> this is really it's fucking good. good. There's nothing wrong with saying that, right? Yeah, for sure. It's not good to do what he did, right? Don't <laughs> no. ever do what Gary Glitter did. Right? <laughs> no, no. But you can listen to what he done. <laughs> for sure, yeah. Uh, uh, a surprisingly eloquent and effective way of putting that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, all right, cool. Uh, if that's uh, if that's all you got, um, let's just jump into the queue. Then we don't have uh, we have only got like one call this week too. So we could we could potentially it's make this it's the Christmas season, right? We're in right. and out, right? Yeah. So we we could potentially make this a pretty uh, pretty music heavy episode if we jump right into it. All right, so, let's do it. First up, we have got Gum with No Frontier. This is their most recent single. Um, I can only assume that this is going to exist in the larger context of, a, of an EP or an LP at some point. Gum, uh, both of us like them. We've had them on the show before. They've played at my house twice now. Great live act, uh, great recorded act. This is, uh, like I said, the song No Frontier. It came out back in October, and it was submitted by the band. Then we have got a band uh, whose name I'm going to do my best to pronounce here. I think it is uh, Kuka Ilimoku. Kuka they are a, a Hawaiian band or possibly a one-man band. This was submitted by two people, uh, both Tyler Hammer, uh, one of the co-hosts of the Kings of Punk podcast, and Jay, who plays in Cold Brats. They submitted it, like I think, the same day, so they probably both came across it around the same time. Um, this came out in October of this year. Um, Tyler said that the, uh, the first half of the record is better than the latter half. And it reminds him of raspberry bulbs and bone all at times. Okay. Then we have got a band whose name, I don't know that I have the, uh, prerequisite knowledge to pronounce correctly. Uh, Gowled, uh, you think that's how it's pronounced? Jail? Like, like, like when you would see Gowler, right? Uh That's Jailer. That's like the uh, old, I think the sure, old English spelling of jail. Sure, 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 sure. That makes sense. I think sense. it's actually pronounced jailed, and there's a picture of a jail on right. the uh, and art. yeah, and, there, and there's like medieval, medieval style artwork on there too. So they're mm-hmm. they're, they're going for an an anachronistic thing. Okay, cool. So this is jailed then with uh, bestial hardcore. Uh, this is their demo. It's a new band out of Perth, Australia, and it was sent in by Samuel. Then we have got Yuko's Hammer with their self-titled demo. This is a band out of Denver, Colorado, submitted by Amos, who lives out that way. We had this band in the queue uh, a little over a year ago, like October of 2020, but we the, the dice did not favor them, so I never got around to listening to them. And I think at the time, it was just a, a single song that had gotten put up, and this is now uh, an entire EP that came out back in September. Mm-hmm. Um, Amos described it as... Uh, as like hardcore punk with program drums that don't detract from the sound, but uh, that instead make it sound like uh, like um, uh, a kind of a weird mix of uh, industrial and hardcore that works really well. Uh, he said uh, he said it reminds him of like a hardcore Godflesh or something. Then we have got Western Civilization with their demo one. This is a band from Atlanta, Georgia, who I do not know anything about. It was submitted by Alex. This demo just came out at the end of October. Then we have got the Violent Way and Beton Army uh, release the Skins split seven inch. Uh, both of these bands have uh, have been big up uh, by a lot of folks that that I know lately. Both um, both of them are uh, oi bands. Uh, the latter of which being a French oi band. 
then we have and oh and this was sent in by uh, grant williams my homie down in anderson then we have got toy with uh, qp9 this is a new band out of uh, australia on last ride records this was sent in by anthony from gel and again this is another release that i've seen a bunch of people on my general on my various uh, social media feeds big upping then we have got Gasp with Feeding Guilt. This is a band from Sweden that was sent in by Matthias. His, uh, you know, weekly, weekly or semi-weekly Swedish scene report. He said he sent them in a while back, but uh, the dice didn't land on him. And this is a uh, new single of theirs. Then we have got Super Passive with Imminent Echo. This is a band from Orlando, Florida that was sent in by a friend of the show, Fatty Hurst. Described it as a Florida-based new wave band. And then last up, we have got Nitro Roger with Bite Me. This is a band from Paris, France, and this is one of John's uh, semi-regular international submissions. So let's roll the dice and see what's up first tonight. All right. One. All right. One is Gum with No Frontier. You can find this at gum, G-U-M-M dot bandcamp dot com. And uh, it's just a single track, so we're just going to jump right into it. This is No Frontier by the band Gum from Chattanooga.
All right, we just heard the song No Frontier by the band Gum from Chattanooga, Tennessee. And I got to say, this band continues to uh, do something that is 100% their own thing, uh, in my mind at least, to uh, great resounding success. Yeah. I really, really like this band, man. And they, they incorporate parts that would be uh, just as at home in like a big bite song as mm-hmm. they would in a, in a hardcore song. Uh, and yeah. they, they managed to make it work really, really well. This is this is in in every way this is a pretty mercurial band um, for sure. It's every it's it's like it's like you're looking at hardcore through some sort of mist. Yeah, like yeah, the, yeah. You know sure. what I mean? Like yeah. it's it the the core of it is there, right? Yeah. The way this song comes in, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this could have been easily part of some sort of like post punk, post rock, you know, big bite sort of thing. Yeah. And then it hits that pretty straight ahead hardcore moment that but has just that little bit of that little bit of like melody to it mm-hmm. um and then the lyrics themselves are evocative but very not specific for sure right yes yeah like you you could tell that they're, they're they, it, it, that they're written coming from probably a very specific personal idea or place right um but uh they're, they're, again it's like it's like trying to decipher uh, tea leaves, you know? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, this I, I like this band a lot because they are pretty, um, I guess, uh, I, I can't think of anybody doing something that is right in line with this, right? We hear a lot of stuff that, frankly, is just carbon copies of the same thing. And we like it, we like it right? Sure. More or less. Like, unless it's beat down, then I don't fucking like it. But <laughs> right. you know what I mean? Yep. But if it's in, I, there's lots of stuff in my lane that I listen to that is basically carbon copies of one thing or another, right? Right, yeah. But this band is um, definitely on sort of a parallel path, a completely different track. Absolutely, yeah. I, I love that about this band. I also, I really can't sing this uh, this band's praises high enough in terms of just being an unbelievably good live act. Like all of the members of this band are genuinely mm-hmm. incredibly good musicians. Uh, well, and that shows in the songwriting too. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, you know, when they played the gel show at my house a couple months ago or whatever, um, I was just reminded how good this band is live. They were like watertight, but super, super energetic. You, you pointed out uh, Drew's lyricism on here, I think is, is also uh, very good. He's obviously, um, He's uh, eloquent without being uh, verbose, right? It's no, uh, and and he's also like I don't know for me anyway. There's a sort of plaintive positivity to his lyrics, right? Sure, yeah. Without being hokey, absolutely, yeah, yeah. I think that's a. I really, think that's a hard thing to do. Very hard thing to do. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, man. I think this is a really good band. It's a band that I think deserves uh, more eyes on them 100% because they've put out a handful of seven inches now that have all been really, really good. This is also a band that I think I'm pretty confident in their ability to put together an LP that would actually keep my attention. I, I could listen to 12, 12 songs back to back to back mm-hmm, from this sure. band. You know what I mean? This is sure. this is just a really, really good band. If you have a chance to see them live, do. If you have a chance to pick up any of the seven inches they've put out, do. Like I said, I imagine this is probably uh, a, a, for, a single from a forthcoming release of some sort. Um, and I'm excited to hear whatever it is. This is just a genuinely great band. Maybe we'll see him on late night TV, you know, Jimmy <laughs> Fallon or Seth Myers or something. <laughs> yeah, maybe we will. Let's cross our fingers for him, right? So there you go. Gum. Uh, excellent band. Let's, uh, let's roll the dice, see what's up next. Eight. All right. 
8 is Super Passive with Imminent Echo. You can find this at Super Passive, uh, spelled how it sounds, .bandcamp.com. This is a band from Orlando, Florida that, uh, again, was just described to me simply as New Wave by Fatty Hurst. Fatty Hurst has like a, you know, a fairly good track record, has sent in a handful of things that I've really liked. Uh, that Cherry Cheek stuff has been a repeated listen for me this oh, year. Oh, that's a good record. Yeah, that stuff's yeah. really good. Fatty, I'm always glad to see something from him in mm. the... In, in, in the uh, queue. Yeah. Because it's given me, it, it, I think Fad, well, I'm pretty sure Fatty comes from a totally different place than we come from. For sure. Yes, absolutely. With this sort of stuff, right? Yep. So it, it definitely allows me to look out the window and see something different maybe. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree. Um, so he said that the two best songs on here are Grave Tender and Renegades. So we'll just listen to Grave Tender. It sits like right about in the middle of this release too, which I should mention is... Uh, uh, is a whopping 15 song, uh, LP. Yeah. So, it's, it's, um, it's, it's definitely, uh, you're going to get your, uh, going to get your money's worth, man. Yeah, indeed. So we're going to listen to the song grave tender by the band super passive off of their record, imminent echo.
All right, we just heard the song Grave Tender by the band Super Passive from Orlando, Florida off of their, uh, I don't know, I don't know what I, I don't want to call it an LP because I don't think it has been released on a physical format, but their full length, uh, Imminent Echo. How'd you feel about that, Nate? Well, I think Santa's going to be bringing Patty some coal for sending this one into, into us. <laughs> I agree, yeah. Yeah, for sure, I agree. I, I, did, I, did, I did not like this. No, this was, um, it was a bummer. This was like a fun house mirror of things that I do like. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Right? Yeah. This I, I can't quite pin it down. Right. Um, we say a lot of times there's just a little too much shine on that or something. Uh-huh. Um, I don't really know. I, I, I don't really know, man. There's something about this that I can't quite pin down that I just did not like. So, so I can I can absolutely pin this down because this this actually brings me back to a, a really specific time and place that I, I think um, I would I would sooner forget than remember, but it's it's carved into my brain, which is a time that that my friend Dusty and I have talked about um, at length before, and that's as young people in the early aughts, the early to mid aughts. They're just there. Straight up, wasn't good. Like death rock, post punk, goth rock. It, mm-hmm. it, I mean, there here and there, there were a few few good bands. Uh, notably, Turn Pale from from Bloomington was really really good. Kind of Christian death worship kind of stuff. But by and large, good post punk stuff of of any variety was virtually non existent unless you were just looking to to legacy acts, right? So it was very much a space where you just kind of had to take what you could get. So when bands like The Bravery came out, even though they're not very good, they just had synths and stuff. And so we were like, well, this is kind of close. You know what I mean? So we would just kind of cling to anything that was that was somewhat similar to these bands that these bands of yore that we could no longer see live and that were no longer putting out relevant records. So this reminds me of that era. It reminds me of really shitty bands like Cinema Strange and stuff. Never um, heard of those. Never heard of either one of those bands. Yeah, this is this is a world that you would have no reason to ever ever investigate. And like at the time that these bands were making music, you know. Post punk and goth and stuff stuff was was not even really in your purview, you know. So, um, I, I, here's what I think about this: this it sounds a lot of the stuff that I like that's you know in this lane, right? Um, harkens back to a more classic era. Sure, this sounds totally fucking modern. It does, yeah, and 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 like the only the only praise that I can can really uh, heap upon this is that the the bass tone and the bass part itself was good, but that's because it was listed lifted like almost note for note uh, from a Joy Division track. <laughs> so um, I can't really give it its flowers there. Um, it's the, the only the only like consistently good part of this entire track was was something that was. Um, about the furthest thing from an original thought i i i also i i I wouldn't presume to uh to guess at the vocalist's um gender identity but this fool uh however they choose to identify i would much prefer to hear this band without that person singing because they're really going for it and they're falling their fault. I don't like when motherfuckers go for it and actually get pretty close. <laughs> and I don't think this person was even getting close. So that's kind of like doubly, doubly bad. Yeah. yeah there, there, there wasn't enough of that sort of cool detachment. Sure. Right. You know? Yeah, for sure. And, and just matter of fact, yeah, definitely going for it. Um, the, um, the whispered, 
Oh sort man. Of, oh man. Yeah, that was a bummer. That was uh that was that was Manson esque. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I did not like this. No, no, I thought it uh I, I thought it just straight up sucked, actually. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give this um five lumps of coal. <laughs> yeah. Is that five, a, five out of five? Yeah, I'm gonna give this five lumps of coal oh. and um you know what? Maybe I'll throw in a, a, a little bit of spoiled eggnog in on top of that as well. <laughs> We're going to start doing an on cinema ra- style rating system. <laughs> yeah, why not? I kind of feel like I got, I kind of feel like everything should be lumps of coal tonight, right? Right. Yeah. 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 Sure. For the Christmas season, we hand out lumps of coal. Right. right? Yeah. 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 yeah okay. Five lumps of coal. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna also uh, grant this five lumps of coal, and I'll add in maybe a little uh, Peter Hook. Joy Division and New Order uh, base tablature book. Hmm. Um, so there you go. <laughs> so all right, um, let's uh, let's roll the dice. Hope for the best. Hope we get something a little bit better than that. All right, four. Okay, four is Western Civilization, which uh, appears to be a hardcore band that I know nothing at all about. They just came out with their demo at the end of October. You can find this at westerncivilization.bandcamp.com, and they be, appear to be based out of uh, Atlanta, Georgia. Um, that's that's it. That's all the information that I have in front of me. So, uh, uh, one of the so they got a couple tags down here at the bottom. Uh huh. Hardcore, not, not, not tough. tough. Okay, <laughs> sure. Yeah. Okay. Good. Appreciate that. Spleen rock. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> no idea. <laughs> Turtle core. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, so the the opening track is an intro into an eponymous track. Um, do we just want to listen to all three three minutes of, of what they've got on offer there? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So we're going to listen. Least, at least they did the intro and the opening track is one, right? Agreed. I appreciate do that. Not give, do not give it as a set. Intros don't deserve their own track. I agree entirely. So, so all right, cool. We're going to You know listen. what though? The Trash Man is a good name too. The, the Trash Man is a good name. And maybe, maybe if we like what we hear enough, we'll investigate the Trash Man. Yeah. All um, right. So we're going to listen to intro slash Western Civ by Western Civilization off of their demo.
We just heard the song Intro slash Western Civ by the band Western Civilization off of their demo. How'd you feel about that? This suffered tremendously from the um, production and recording. It did, yeah. I think if this had more beef to that recording, mm-hmm. probably have a much different opinion in this. Yeah, I, I, I think if I think if this hit a little harder, if this pummeled a little bit more, you could hear the drums a little bit better. Yeah, um, and there was just a little like like it just was thicker. Uh-huh. I think that I would have a much different opinion about this. Um, I get the feeling that this band is is um, akin to. You know, with with the you know the reverb on the vocals, and all, I get the feeling that this band with is, is akin to like you know modern stuff like maybe Gag, mm-hmm. but it that recording was just awful. It's it was very very thin and very very noisy. Yeah, for sure. So the recording quality aside, which I I do think one hundred percent largely detracted from like my ability to to really sit down and thoroughly enjoy this what i actually heard in terms of of the song the the songwriting i i liked quite a lot um and i think that you know we've said this before about other stuff a release like this is really uh the most in the spirit of the show in Mm -hmm. that it is a, a demo from a hardcore punk band that uh, has not sort of like matriculated through the various different social channels and already right. been pre-approved by the by the hardcore, um, right. you know, Illuminati and approved for release. by the hardcore internet, right? right? It's not been it's not been approved by the hardcore internet yet, right? Exactly. This is just uh, uh, an, an totally unhyped demo from a band out of Atlanta, right? And yep. In terms of something of that ilk, this is probably one of the better examples of that that I think that we've heard on the show in quite a while. And that if this were well produced, I think this would just one hundred percent squarely be good. I think. Yeah, that- I, I think so too. That's what I'm saying. Is that that's what really hit this for me was it was it, it didn't stick like it should because right. it just didn't have that same wallop that a lot of bands sound like this do in their recording. For sure. Yeah, I agree entirely. Um, so I I would, my my suggestion, which I'm sure you're uh, not clamoring for here, would be to uh, hit the lab again, uh, record the same type of so- songs, and just do a better job of capturing it. Because I, I, I think the songs themselves were good. I really like the general energy of this. I like that the intro... I actually, contrary to how I would normally feel about this, I like that the intro took a minute to get started because it took it took most of the track. It was like two minutes for it for, for things to really kick in. I, I liked that it was intentionally off-putting, obtuse, annoying. Right, I I liked that. I liked that it made you wait around to get into the meat of it because I think when you did get around to that, it was it was fairly rewarding. I thought the song, the yeah. actual song on display here, was good. Um, yeah. So yeah, I would like to hear this stuff just recorded better. But again, yeah, this is this is very in the spirit of the show because I I think this is like just a genuinely uh, a, a good band that uh, I have not heard any other living human besides the person who submitted it talking about. So. Um, you know, yeah, like I said, hit the hit the studio again, record these songs better, and I think uh, I think you got something that is genuinely good. Yeah, that intro had me going with its ups and downs too. Like I really wasn't sure which way this was going to go. Period. For sure, yeah. And you know, at one point I thought, you know, like it, the the intro at one point I almost saw it was going to get like really almost like electro electronic like noise. You know, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it just, I wasn't sure where it was going to go with that intro and the music. And I was like, yeah, this is fucking good. I just wish it sounded better. 
Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's so. Uh, I occupy the same space, so there you go. Um, but you know, it is a demo, right? So presumably, uh, as long as this band still exists and intends on re- writing and recording some more stuff, presumably the next thing they put out will indeed sound better. That's that's mm-hmm. uh, that's the whole point, right? So I'm going to give you one lump of coal. <laughs> okay, just one lump. <laughs> just one lump, right? Yeah. Just just as a little incentive to um, do better next year, so Santa brings you uh, some good presents. Okay, well, I'm going to give them. Um, I'm actually going to give them a bag of delicious German chocolate chewy candies, reasons, but mm-hmm. I'm going to sprinkle a little bit of coal in the bottom just to remind you that, Hey, you did a good job, but you're not quite there yet. I think maybe I'll, with my coal, I'll wrap it in wrapping paper that has like the contact information for Willie Kelly. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, 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 for sure. Because, yo, maybe maybe the raw tracks on this were good and they just don't know how the fuck to mix stuff, you know? There right? you go. So, all right, cool. Let's uh, roll a dice, see what's up next. Willy Killy. Like, we fucking know it. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost condescending now. <laughs> yeah, almost. Seven. All right. Seven is uh, Nitro Roger with Bite Me. You can find this at nitroroger.bandcamp.com. Um, no, here's some fucking songs. Here's some songs. 20, 20 songs on this release. So I'm, I'm picking up on a theme here. Okay, what's the theme? Uh, let's see. Track one, fuck equals fuck. Track two, how the fuck did I get here? Track three, fucking okay. no idea. Track four, fuck a duck. The ungiven fuck two. Well, fuck this song. Infamous online self fuck. Focus. Oh, hey. Heavy as fuck, right? Yeah, okay. So I'm not, I'm not super into that gimmick. That's kind of that's kind of irksome. Yeah, that's that's quite irksome, actually. Yeah. Um, so let's see. Uh which 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 song they have fuck equals fuck lined up, but that one's actually pretty well there, there's some really short ones on here there are some really short we might ones have on to here. hit a couple songs if we're unsure what the what we hear first yeah for sure I, I you know what i'm just gonna say now i mean we we got plenty of time to you know we, we can listen to under two under three minutes of music i i would say we just listen to the first song right into the second song okay so we just get like an, an adequate sample size you know well but what if we commit ourselves to something that we don't want to hear well, you know what? I think that we'll be able to endure it for two uh, minutes and 45 seconds or know. whatever the I round know, is. Man. We'll see. I, I think we'll be good. So we're going to listen to, at the very least, Fuck Equals Fuck and possibly How the Fuck Did I Get Here by Nitro Roger off of their record, Bite Me.
All right, so we just heard fuck equals fuck and how the fuck did I get here by Nitro Roger off of their 20-song opus, Bite Me. Um, and that was painfully European. How'd you feel about it? So, yeah, I, that first track, um, fuck off, sure, right? Yeah, right. Don't give me that, right? Yeah. Or if you're gonna do that, tie it in, tie it directly in, right? Like I don't know, that 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 irked me, right? Yes. When I look at this, mm-hmm. a lot of things start to come together after hearing that, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. The color scheme, right? Yep. The artwork, yes. The band name, mm-hmm. the song names, right? Yeah. There's a skeleton here that I like because yeah. I I like sort of like. You know, th- this isn't, this is, uh, th- there's this skeleton of like, you know, just general like noisy fucking like 80s and 90s bullshit in here. Right? Sure. Of course. Yeah. You know, there's this, there's this obvious fucking like skeleton for like butthole surfers and Melvins and Unsane and stuff like that in here. Right. Yes. Um, And I like, I like that stuff. Of course. Yeah. And I, I, I'm genuinely curious. I'm going to, I'm going to dip back in and listen to a couple more tracks to see where this goes. Cause the second track, the third track started to play before I, I, uh, hit the stop button, you know? Mm. And I was like, all right, well, let's see where this is going. But man, do I hate the fucking gimmick of this band. Yeah. It's really stupid, man. I, I, and I clearly, they have, um, they have a, a, a mastery of the English language that won't allow me to excuse them on like a translation mix up. You know what I mean? Like they, they, they should be fully held, fully culpable um, in this heinous, heinous act because that is such a 14 year old, like middle school level gimmick. It's, yeah, it's, it's yeah, the type like, of thing that like relegates you to eternal local band status. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it is. And and um I I would like this better if it was presented if it had like for me anyway just a smarter presentation. For sure. Cuz yeah. I wasn't totally turned off by the music. Uh I'm going to say musically I'm going to give it um I'm going to give it uh two and a half lumps of coal. Mhm. Right? It's almost there for me but not quite. And if for anybody listening if you're confused, lumps of coal is bad. Right? right? Yes. Yeah, the more the less, lumps of coal you get, the the worse. That's right. Yes, <laughs> right. Right. So yeah. I'm gonna give this two and a half lumps of coal uh-huh. with a question mark. Okay, because you know maybe I can get past the fucking gimmick of this. Yeah, and maybe I'll find something in here that I like a little better. But man, this was really irritating on like an unnecessary juvenile level. Yeah, I agree. I, and I honestly, I think maybe I like this even less because of the obvious nods to things that I do really like that were present. It kind of made me angrier um, because there were parts of this that sounded like fucking mindless self-indulgence. Yes, um, yes, yes. Right. <laughs> like really. Ir- yes. Like really irritating shit. Like right. fuck off. Right. Yes. But then there but there were obvious nods to, to classic touch and go and AMRAP bands as well. Yes. That I really like. Right. And and that's that's what I mean. Like I'm 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 just 
man, there's this skeleton of something in here that I really like, but there's a lot of shitty fucking flab and fucking gross flesh hanging on it. Yeah, for sure. So so for that reason, I'm actually, I'm going to give this four lumps of coal because I am uh, extra irked by the fact that you clearly know better um, and have reference points that should allow you to put together something that is not nearly as annoying as what I was just presented with. And I'm going to throw in for you um, a free copy of a Jesus Lizard record so that you can reference what you are supposed to sound like. So. Yeah, it, boy, the more I think about it, the fucking, it, the, the, the gimmick really is pissing me off. <laughs> yeah, for sure, right? Yeah. Right? And maybe, hey, the, you won. You, you fucking won, right? <laughs> right, you yeah, maybe that's the point, right? right? Because, man, the word fuck is, is, um... It's the weed of the English language. Oh, yeah, dude. Yes, for sure. Right. It used, used in any way except for just like an incredibly casual, you know what I mean? Like I use it just, I use it like I use the word the because it is just a part of my vocabulary. But it's when utilized in the way that- um, Like this? Yeah. And like it, 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 it's akin to when people say things like adulting. You know what right, I mean? Right, 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 right. Oh man, that's you know, or like, um, um, you know, oh, that's interesting as fuck. Uh, we're gonna fucking science this shit. Yeah, fuck right, you. right, right. Yeah, fuck yeah, yeah. You. I, right? I, I, I want to fucking, fucking hold science. your. I want to fucking hold your head underwater <laughs> until the creatures start eating it. <laughs> yeah. Right. Fuck yeah. off. Right, for sure, man. <laughs> right, it's you know, fuck you, you fucking fuck. If I saw a dude wearing a shirt like that, I'd shoot him on sight. <laughs> yeah, right? I'd go, wait, I'd run home and get my gun and come back and shoot him. <laughs> right, yeah, it's a hey, wait, wait, wait right there for one second, buddy. I'm gonna be right back. <laughs> yeah, so like that. The more I look at that, the more it fucking irritates me. <laughs> yeah, right? it sucks, man. Because it's ah, <laughs> like <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. This band's really fucking on my last nerve right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're really fucking right because because fuck there's something in there that I really fucking like, but then there's a lot of bullshit on it. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's why I gave them the four lumps, man. I think that they should know better. Yeah, I think you're probably right, huh? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so there you go. <laughs> Nitro Roger. Unexpectedly oh, wow, kicked up by a horrible R name. R Iyer, yeah, yeah, a, a very bad name. Um, what is this? Nitro Roger. It, it, it sounded. It, it, this looked and sounded like a video. I mean, the, the, this band's name. It, it looks. It sounds like, and the band's name is like one of those bands that Beavis and Butthead would fucking like goof on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah. In 1993. Right. Yeah, yeah. Like you would hear Butthead asking which one is Roger. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, yo, the fucking wily French have done it, done it again, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, we have pissed off the Americans. Yep. Um, they did it. Yep, they did it. Congrats. You've been doing it for years and uh why not why not just throw another fucking log in the fire, right? Oh, um man. all right, let's uh let's roll the dice and and hope for something to 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 set us right. To, yeah. to re realign our attitudes. I would actually be happier if that band like just out and out fucking sucked. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I agree. Right? That's what that's because again, I wouldn't be yeah. curious about it at all. Right. right. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't feel bad about kind of liking some of it. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Right. Right. 
Like if it's just out and out sucked, I'd be like, well, this fucking sucks, right? Fuck sure. you. Get out of here, right? right. <laughs> what is this horse shit? Yeah. And I don't have to apologize because I kind of like some of it, right? right. <laughs> but now I feel ashamed of myself. <laughs> yeah, that adds insult to injury. Six, six fucking lumps of coal. <laughs> there you go. I'm revising. I'm going like to give it. you five lumps of coal, and then I'm going to give you a fucking coal mine in West Virginia. <laughs> there you go. I'm going to give you the eternally burning um, uh, yes. coal vein. <laughs> right. Right. Um, all right. What's uh, what's next? Hopefully something a lot, a lot more fun than this. Two. All right. Two is uh, jailed with their bestial hardcore demo. You can find this at jailed, G-A-O-L-E-D dot bandcamp.com. This is a band from Perth, Australia, and this demo came out at the beginning of September. Um, I actually haven't seen anybody talking about this band, but uh, it looks cool, and there's a lot of really cool shit coming out of Australia, as everybody with half a brain is aware. Uh, They've got the third song on this queued up to play, so we're going to hear the song Lined by Jailed off of their demo, Bestial Hardcore. We just heard the song Lined by the band Jailed off of their Bestial Hardcore demo. So this is, uh, I you know, I didn't actually know what to expect going on into this, but I, I guess in my brain I had just prepared myself for for stomping bar chord straight ahead hardcore stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not what we got, though. We, we got something that was uh, much more akin to than to, to crossed out than I was expecting. Yeah, this this was the, me too. I was I I was definitely expecting more of what we sort of I, anymore. I kind of expect coming out of Australia. Sure. And this was plotting fucking bass heavy, um, hardcore worshiping at the fucking altar of crossed out for sure. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I thought it did uh I thought it did a, a a really a really competent job at that. I think this is a lot better than a lot of the uh fast slash heavy stuff that we hear on the show. Um this this scratched more itches than a lot of that stuff does for me. And I think um it got the plotting pace of uh of crossed out right. Uh something that I complain about frequently is 
the what I find to be often very clumsy attempts at at merging uh, contemporary heavy hardcore with uh, classic PV influences. I, I think it's a thing that almost never works and and, and usually sounds very forced and uh, ham fisted. This to me was very much more so uh, in the tradition of like classic dirgy PV stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I thought I thought this pulled it off really really well. It's not reinventing the wheel. It's not doing anything that I haven't heard before, but it's doing something that I like um, in a way that I that was pretty pleasing to my ear. I'm not bummed about this at all. It was cool. No, I, I thought this was pretty good. I'm not. It's sold out, but even if it wasn't, I don't think I'd be itching to hit the buy button. Sure. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I thought this was pretty good. I'd like to see this band live for sure. Yeah, for sure, man. I got I got nothing bad to say say about it. Didn't blow didn't blow my socks off, but like I said, I definitely like this more than other stuff of this ilk that we uh, that we hear on this show. I thought this felt uh, a little bit less low effort. seemed seemed like they were actually trying to write a cool song here, which I appreciate. You know, yeah, uh, it it felt it felt um, I well it it felt raw and more like I guess genuinely angry. Yeah, for sure. For you know, sure. than a lot yep. of the faster PV stuff that we hear. Yep, I agree. I, I don't know. It's 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 the same thing with those crossed out recordings, right? There's like this, there's this plodding simplicity to the songs, mm-hmm. um, intermixed with like you know, obviously the fucking blast and, and the classic just you know shouted vocals over the blasts, um, and overall like this incredible like fuzzy nasty low finest to the whole thing, right? Um, that just kind of makes it. For me, anyway, seem like it's um, it's more tangible, it's more real, yeah, than something that's a little more polished or trying to do a little bit more with the form than it than it, than you should. Right? Yeah, I agree. I thought this was uh, this was right on track. This was good. So, all right, cool. Let's uh, let's roll the dice again. Like I said, we've only got one phone call. I already plugged a Patreon up top, so let's listen to at least one more thing. All right, two again. All right, two is uh, Yuko's Hammer. I believe that's how it's pronounced. It's, uh, you can find this at ukkoshammer.bandcamp.com. This is their self-titled, uh, self-titled demo, and I believe this is a one-person project uh, out of Denver, Colorado. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it, you're right, one I, person. I got to imagine this person identifies as... Uh, a skinhead of some sort, not only because there's kind of uh, skinhead-esque imagery here, but because the description says the edge is sharp in all caps. So I got to assume this person identifies as as an anti-racist skinhead. Um, which is uh, actually going into this, I was curious about it because it looked kind of vaguely sketchy. Um, well, I was so, hoping that it was sketchy, actually. right? So, so, so I'm thinking maybe this maybe this person knows that this looks sketchy, so they wanted to delineate between the the uh, the sketchiness of the imagery and their actual political ideology. I don't know, man. I'm a little more into the vague the vagary of it, you know. Of, of course, yeah. I mean, <laughs> we've we've said time and time again that's uh, you're gonna catch my eye. With that every time, right. so I like uh, to, I like to be naughty without knowing that I'm being <laughs> naughty. That's right. I like to have a plausible deniability, right? That's right. That's right. Well, I didn't know it was racist. Yeah, and I'm not I'm not racist. I didn't know it was racist. <laughs> so it's, it's good, <laughs> right? Sure. So so uh, yeah, I like to potentially be able to unknowingly plug racist music to our listeners for months on end before yeah. finding out that it's uh, more, more than a year, <laughs> right? Yeah. So um, the first song is queued up to play, so we will go with that. So we're going to listen to this song, Choose a Side by Yuko's Hammer off their self-titled demo. 
All right, so we just heard the song Choose a Side by Yuko's Hammer off their self-titled demo. And and before uh, we say anything else, I wanted to point out that uh, to the uh, to the trained ear, you know, because I don't know motherfuckers' names, so I saw who recorded this, but I had to I had to Google this to make sure that I uh, I wasn't imagining things here, but I was ninety nine percent sure. This is uh, Zach Rainey, the person whose solo project this is. He was the vocalist for the Denver band uh, Civilized, uh, who put out a really, really, really good LP called Chopping Block on Youth Attack a few years ago that I was really, I big up super hard. I think it came out in 2018 um, and was one of my favorite records of that year. The dude is doing a, uh, a more unhinged version of, of Ray Capo. Um, I was going to say, yes, like that's exactly what I was going to say is if you ever wondered um, what Ray Kappa would sound like if he was sent to hell to be locked <laughs> into the frozen lake of Cositis screaming for eternity. Right. Yeah. That's what he, this is what he would sound like. Right. His, so this dude, Zach Rainey's vocals are, are super distinct. He sounds like this on the civilized stuff and the civilized shit is, is legitimately like a, a, a twisted funhouse mirror youth of today, kind of in the same way that a band like the repos is, is the same thing. Um, really, really good. I, I suggest everybody go check out the record chopping block. If you've not heard it, it's a long, long since sold out, but you can still find it on youth attacks band camp and whatnot. So that band called it quits for whatever reason. And evidently, uh, Zach is doing this solo project now. So I am happy that he's doing something. And I, I will say, um, it sounds like stylistically something that I could get on board with, but I'm going to disagree with Amos who sent this in, uh, who claimed that the program drums do not detract. Uh, I think that this, unfortunately, even though the meat of the song I thought was was pretty solid, I thought this sounded like ass. Yeah, um, it was. It was very. I wanted to actually hear the music and not be distracted by how bad things sounded. Yeah, for sure, man. Yeah, yeah, I was bummed on that because I, I think the music here is good and Zach's uh, Zach's songwriting and vocal ability is uh, is already time tested. He, he's he's was played in again one of my favorite bands uh, from Denver in the last ten years easily. So um, I, I have confidence in this man's ability to make stuff that I like. But I, I think the program drums and the production style here in general is uh, not doing this any favors. So I I don't even think I can really speak on this until such a time that I hear this uh, I hear this in a way that puts like the music up front. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, I, I don't even I don't even mind the noisiness of it. Sure, right, no. that's fine. Right? right? Yeah. Yeah, it, it was just uh, yeah, like the bass. Yeah, the yeah. tone on the bass. Yeah, and, and the and the program drums kind of were just yeah, they were distracting in this because this definitely sounded like you know a fucking hellish version of Youth of Today. Right. Um, you know, an angry, much less positive because they're never getting out of the fourth fucking <laughs> circle of hell, right? <laughs> right. Eternally to run like through the, you know, victims of suicide and be shredded by fucking dogs, right? <laughs> right. They're sure. never escaping that, right? So yeah. th you can hear the futility in it. Right. But it was definitely a hellbound youth of today. <laughs> right. Um, man, and I don't mind the noise. I think the noise fits the theme, but yeah, sure. just... What what it just didn't sound great. Just get a drummer, man. Yeah, that's that, that would be my suggestion. I I understand the appeal of doing something by yourself, and I do plenty of projects by myself. I I will make the bold claim here though that I think that the program drums that I incorporate into my music sound better than than these ones. Maybe make it. Uh, I mean, I I understand sort of like the. 
I'm going to assume here that this was like a, a conscious choice uh, to make, instead of trying to make the program drums sound like real drums, you just wanted them to sound electronic and, and cold and blown out. And I think for certain musical styles, that could that could and does work incredibly well. When I originally heard Amos say, oh yeah, it's like uh, it's like Godflesh, but hardcore. I'm like, hey, cool, that could work. Um, yeah, but, but unfortunately, no. I just don't, I don't think it actually did work. So yeah. No, I, because I don't think it was intending to be like Godflesh. No, no, I don't, I don't think so either. Right. I think that's uh that's a wishful ear hearing Godflesh in this. It's um, just trying to make excuses for the program drums. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I agree for sure. So I think fundamentally uh, what, what I, I liked what I heard, but I just, just get a drummer and, and, and come back, you know, yeah. come back yeah. to me in, in, a, in a few months, you know? Yeah. Um, all right, cool. So like I said, we got one phone call. Let's, uh, let's roll the dice. Let's hear one more thing. All right. Four. Okay. Four is gasp with feeding guilt. This is the band that Matthias sent in, uh, from, uh, from Sweden. Uh, so yeah, this is just a single song. I don't know anything about this band. at all. I, I was hoping we were going to land on that Hawaiian project. I was too. Yeah, I was too. Especially since two different people from uh, halfway across the around halfway across the world from one another sent it in on the same day. Um, it's but, it's crazy when you see like how it's spelled in the band camp uh-huh. uh, without any apostrophes or anything like that. Yeah. It looks Finnish. <laughs> yes, it does. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, for sure. Right. Um, yeah, I'll probably check out the uh, that, this Hawaiian stuff just on my own and, and report back on the next episode. Yeah. Um, so, all right, cool. Let's, uh, let's listen to this song. So we're going to hear the song Feeding Guilt by the band Gasp from Sweden.
All right, we just heard the song Feeding Guilt by the band Gasp from Malmo, Sweden. And I, this is a band that I, I went into with absolutely no expectations because I, I had no context for the band whatsoever. Um, and now on the other side of this three and a half minutes, uh, I'm, I am left almost as an equally empty vessel as I was going into this. Uh, I... I don't have any idea really what this band was attempting to channel here uh, sonically. I don't I don't know where they were hoping to land. They they classify themselves as hardcore and punk. Um both of those things were present certainly. Um but this didn't immediately call to mind uh any direct analogs. Um, I, I also think that they did kind of shockingly little with the three and a half minute runtime that we were, that we were given here. Uh, not a lot happened in this song. Um, I wasn't offended by this on any level. It was, it was perfectly acceptable background noise, but, uh, I do feel somewhat confounded by it on a couple levels. How'd you feel by, uh, about it? Well, they're not trying to sound like anybody but gasp, man. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> they're doing their own thing. Right. They're doing their own fucking thing. Um, no, I didn't like this. It was too long. It was boring. Yeah. Um, it, uh, yeah, it, it, um, there was no hook to it whatsoever that made no. me pay attention to it. None. 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 In fact, I was looking at the weather tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, 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 it's, it was offensive in its inoffensiveness. Yeah, I feel that for sure, right? Yeah, it was it 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 it's uh, it, it didn't impose itself on us to such an extent that I I'm almost upset by it. <laughs> yeah, like like I'm not I'm not angry at it like I was Nitro Roger. Sure. Right? Right. I'm just I I I'm fairly almost completely ambivalent about it. And that yeah. ambivalence actually swings me into the uh no thank you camp. Yeah, I, I agree for sure. Right, because at least with like Nitro Roger, there was something in there. There was, there was, there was, like I said, the skeleton of something that I like. It made me curious how badly yeah. they could fuck it up or how badly they could, you know, do it right. Yeah. Later on in the album, right? Like, like how good, how bad could it be, or how good can it get? Right, is right. what I'm trying to say. Not sounding like a fucking idiot, right? Sure. But literally, literally, I was just checking to see what the temperature and the wind was going to be doing tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was, I was fully, fully checked out of this for sure. I was glancing at my phone. I, I cannot lie. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, there, it, that, that was boring. I, I also want to take a, a moment to nitpick on something here that that's not specific to gasp. So don't take this personally, but it is a phenomenon that I have observed, you know, not just recently, but over the course of many years since Bandcamp has has been a thing. Um, the 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 I don't understand why bands will put up one song and then two months later they'll put up another song and then three months later they'll put up another song. Yeah, could just just put them just, all. Up. Just yo, I mean. Just wait till you have five or six songs, <laughs> right? And then right. just release an EP. I mean, you're not look. You're presumably 
you're not you're not trying to play late night TV here, right? I mean, there's no there's no uh, rush, you know. There's no time. and there's no and there's no teaser. It's not like that. It's not like this is a teaser from like legendary artists, right? You know, check yeah. out the new track, right? It's um, just give us the fucking goods, right? Yeah, just- like 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 if you if you want to put dragging through the mud and gut that living thing out on the same release like nobody's going to be tripping about it like nobody's going to be like oh man yeah so the, all these songs came out on one EP but we had to wait all the way till December to hear it you know i really wish they had just put out one song in march and one in may and one in october and one in november and one in december and don't it's it's almost like an advent calendar for the band like <laughs> right. across every month like oh oh it is uh it's uh when was this released October 29th. Oh, it's August 29th. I wonder what the new gasp release is this month. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But I also think like we live in, as, as silly as this is to say, right? Attentions are short. Attention spans are shorter than ever. Indeed. Yeah. And, and frankly, um, the hurdles that people are unwilling to step over mm-hmm. are, are shorter than they've ever been. That's true as well, yeah. Right? Like, just the hurdle of making me click on a different link yeah, <laughs> to hear a different song is enough to deter me from doing that. Yeah, for sure. And a lot of it is the it, it, it's uh, it's the principle of the thing for me, too. Where I'm just like, yo, fuck you. But just just put it out on one fucking release. What are you doing? Because it, it also, it allows the brain to wander, right? Now I start wondering, why are you doing this? Are you doing it just because you're you're not well practiced and you have no idea what the process of releasing music looks like or is it something far more annoying are you trying to drop one song here and there like little bread little breadcrumbs because in your mind you feel like it'll build hype for some impending release that nobody gives a shit about that's the larger infraction both are annoying in their own sort of like distinct specific ways but either way on principle alone if I see you have released five separate songs in yeah. five separate months, fuck off. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just put out a, a single EP in December. That is yeah. how music is released. That's uh, the format that has been working for us for low these many years. You're not going to undermine and reinvent that process, right? So just yeah, um, yeah, because I'm going to see one song. Yeah, it's it's actually I think it's it's detrimental to the band to do it, right? I agree. Um, yes, you're hurting yourself because yes. number one, I'm lazy. I ain't clicking on a different fucking link, right? Right. Simple as that. I'm sure. Not. Because uh, I want to put this on and just like let it play while I do something else. Exactly. Yes. Right. Number two, I'm going to forget about this song in a fucking month. Exactly. Uh, dude, I'm going to forget about this song as soon as I get done editing the podcast. But yeah. Period. Yeah. But number three, I ain't I ain't buying a single digital track. Sure. Right. I have waded into the digital market because I said I'm done buying fucking, you know, 90 second tapes, right. 90 minute, 90 second tapes, two minute two minute tapes to be fucking mailed to me. Right. I can't, I can't justify that. I don't want to fucking encourage it and support it. Right. Right. But I ain't buying a single fucking song and I ain't clicking on every link to buy every fucking individual song. Yeah. And, and yo, even when, even when the concept of a, of a single was still a relevant and timely thing, if you, if you bought a physical copy of a single, 
you at the very least got a B side with it. You know what I mean? So this is this is even less than what you were getting on like an old school forty five. Even on like rap singles, you'd get like an instrumental version or something. You'd get yeah. you'd, you'd get something. You'd get a little pittance for your for your effort for your money, right? This yeah. this you're just putting out one single song at a time into the ether. I'm I'm offended by the gesture. And and I and I'm guessing that these things aren't like incubating it like they're, they're not hatched and recorded like you know written recorded and and like hatched out a month apart they were all fucking recorded together as i'm, I'm gonna guess but i'm too lazy to click on the link and actually check yeah yeah yeah, yeah to see sure. if it sounds like the same recording right? <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 but i'm gonna guess they were all recorded together yes yeah or close you know just just you f- pull your head out of your fucking ass <laughs> yeah yeah indeed so all right on that let's uh let's listen to the uh the one voicemail that we've got tonight and then uh then call it a night what a what a fucking shitty christmas this turned out to be. <laughs> yeah for sure we got one yes a couple almost and a few absolutely not yeah, and, and and some that were like genuinely confounding and irritating. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yep, for sure. Hey, what's up, fellow Caucasoids? Um, I'm listening to the new uh, anxious single that Run for Cover just put out, and I really enjoy it. Um, I think it's it's good stuff, but I I've come to a bit of a realization that like. If you start a band that sounds like this, you can't be older than 19 when the band starts. Otherwise, it's going to suck ass. Like these dudes and anxious, they've been in this band for like, what, probably like three or four years. And they look like they're like 22. And I'm saying like, if you're over the age of 20 and you start a band that sounds like anxious, it's going to fucking suck. So don't do it unless you're fucking 18 years old. Bye. Okay. I don't, I don't think I know what anxious sounds like. Yeah, so Anxious, uh, Anxious is a cool band, uh, and they are indeed young kids. I haven't listened to the new single yet, but I'm sure it's good. I caught them live uh, a couple of years ago and uh, and really enjoyed them and picked up the 7-inch that they had just put out with Run For Cover. They also play uh, in the band One Step Closer, uh, who put out a new re- record recently that I didn't really care for, uh, but it, it's very competent and well-written, uh, melodic hardcore stuff. Um, I liked their older material. It was uh, very, very turning point-esque, pretty good stuff, especially for as young as they, they were when they were writing it. But Anxious just plays like... Um, Definitely not emo, but but stuff that's broadly in the kind of like melodic Long Island slash Floridian style of like gruff, melodic, hardcore punk kind of stuff, you know? Um, I don't know, man. When you qualify by saying definitely not emo... <laughs> maybe so maybe there's some maybe there's some emo dna in there. it sounds like you're trying to make excuses <laughs> sure yeah no it's it's yeah okay i won't say definitely not emo but it, it veers much closer to post hardcore than it does emo but it's it is decidedly melodic right um there's there's some lifetime in there um there's certainly some like new york and new jersey style melodic hardcore punk in there uh, but there, there, there is probably some, some emo DNA in there as well too. I, I, I guess I, I can't deny that, but, um, yeah, you're right. Uh, I mean, we've talked about it on this, on this show before. Um, 
I think I'll, I'll, I'll take it a step further, which is again, a point that we've made. Um, not only can you not be older than like 18 or 19 when you start a band like that, or else it's going to suck 99% of the time. But in our humble opinions, most of the time you can't hear a band like that when you're older than 19 or 20 and even connect with it, <laughs> at least yeah. in my experience. Yeah. Um, as soon as you mentioned like lifetime, I don't, I, the only band I like that sounds like lifetime is lifetime. Right. Sure. Yes. Yeah. And I only like them on two records. So. Right. Uh, yes, that is a that's a that's a well documented fact of uh, of demolition lore. So, um, but yeah, Anxious is a cool band. I, I I like them. I think they're a really good live act, worth catching if uh, if they're playing in your town. I support those kids. Uh, I've uh, shot the shit with them online a little bit. They seem like they got their uh, heads in the right place and they're a cool band. So, but I agree with your point here. So, um, let's uh, let's check out the the text messages. So, oh, so yo, I actually this first this first text. I uh, I forgot to forward this to you, Nate. I'm gonna have to send this your way. I'll email it to you. But uh, Chris forwarded over forwarded over a uh, a link to a Skyrim mod that allows you to uh, kill everybody in the Thieves Guild. <laughs> yeah, but does it just let you kill them, or does it like let you? Like a, like a mission, you gotta hunt them. I don't know. I'll have to. Uh, you'll have to check into that for yourself. So, so I did. I, I did not get the mod. Grade it and send it to me. Um, I'll have to check it out and see. But I, I put Skyrim away for a while until I just bring it back and like restart it and you know mod the shit out of it. So I'll add that on there because man, I, I really want to kill all those fuckers, right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. All, uh, basically, basically. Everybody in Riften that looks at me fucking sideways. <laughs> yeah, they can all get it, man. Yeah, the, the, I, I so, I so want to go down into the fucking thieves guild, and they have the fucking nerve to talk to me, the known dragonborn, right? <laughs> the known dragonborn, right? They know what I fucking get up to, right? And they have the fucking nerve to talk to me like that. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it's audacious. You guys are down here in the fucking shit in the sewers with the fucking rats. I'm climbing the throat of the fucking world to consult with a goddamn dragon, <laughs> right? Yeah, right. And what you want me to go fucking get some piddly ass fucking moment memento and like threaten the shopkeeper so I can get you a fucking couple gold coins? Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> For sure. <laughs> You ought to be fucking kissing my boots. <laughs> yeah, I agree. So the uh, the other text message that we have is from AJ. It, it, it contains a link to what appears to be a naked woman um, in the freezer, in, in an actual freezer unit in the freezer section of uh, a supermarket um, sucking on uh, a popsicle? popsicle. Yeah. Um, and he asks favorite Walmart encounter. I feel like Indiana has some real winners. Um, I'm not trying to flex here. I, I genuinely try to steer clear of Walmart as frequently as humanly possible. And when I am there, I try to keep my head down and get in and out. Um, the last time, the last time that I was at a Walmart and cause I don't go very often period. Right. Yeah. Um, and it's the same, I, I think I've actually been inside a Walmart maybe five times in the past five years. Mm -hmm. But the last time that I was at a Walmart was when we were handing out fucking judgments. <laughs> oh yes, that's right. And for people, for people, right? right. That's, that's the last time that, we, how weird is that that we're creeping around the fucking parking <laughs> lot and handing out judgments to people? 
You know what? And I don't even feel like adding any more context to that for our listeners. I, I'm just going to let you imagine what that might have right. looked like, right? Right. Right. <laughs> handing out handing out harsh sentences and judgments <laughs> to the people at Walmart. That's right. <laughs> um, and for a moment, even considering actually acting upon. <laughs> those judgments (laughs) until we sussed out the situation a little closer um so (laughs) god damn reflecting upon that shit it is really no wonder how groups of men just sit around and come up with wild ideas and then end up like you know invading poland or something um (laughs) but uh so yeah so i don't really have a favorite walmart encounter i will say like right when when the covid thing was kicking off uh and my friend Josh and I went to get a bunch of groceries. Um, we did see somebody coming out of, it was either Walmart or Meyer, Um, and they had, uh, like the biggest cart that you could possibly have. And the only thing in it was cases of Mountain Dew. That is it. Like case after case stacked as high as they could on both tiers of the cart with Mountain Dew. That is what they felt was absolutely necessary before things shut down. They wanted to have literally five to 600 cans of Mountain Dew at their disposal in their home, um, which I feel is like quintessentially Midwestern. It's quintessentially Walmart. Um, but yeah, beyond that, man, you know, I here's the other thing. I'm kind of a bad person to ask about this stuff because uh, unless something is particularly astounding, it, it, it almost goes out of my brain as quickly as it enters it. And also, I, I, I'm i not trying to front here or, or flex or, or be Mr. Cool Ice or anything or come off as uh, more misanthropic than thou, but the, the amount of genuine disdain and judgment that, that, I, that I hold in my mind for people who are committing essentially no infraction at all when I cross paths with them in, in public, <laughs> it's like, it's, it's unfathomable. Like if you could see inside my, my brain and, and the way that I talk about people privately in my head who are doing virtually nothing wrong, I think most people would be sincerely appalled by it and wonder how I successfully navigate my days. I'm, I am a man who, who is, um, I'm not bitter about it. I take great joy in it. I think it's really fun and, and very funny, but, um, I really, really, really dislike uh, dislike the rabble, <laughs> and uh, so I have bad thoughts about everybody I see. Man, it's an yeah. endless stream of bad thoughts. So it, unless it's a really outstanding outlier, it, it just it doesn't even register with me. Yeah, I, I'm in I'm in the same space, man. It's everybody is everybody is already at the fucking bottom of the barrel, <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. That, that it has to it has to be, um, you know. Actually, probably the, the naked woman in 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 the fle- in the freezer is probably the um, least disdainful person in the Walmart. At that time. <laughs> yeah, 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 no doubt, right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, so and I don't, I don't know. I'm, I, I'm not as I've lived with this uh, this um, heightened disdain for for longer than you. Yes, um, I'm not sure I enjoy it anymore. Uh, <laughs> It's, uh, it, it, may wear it, on me. It, it eats at you, right? It 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 it, it eats at you. Um, I don't know, like rust on a ship. <laughs> sure, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I I may get to that point. I mean, you've got uh, you've got over a decade on me, so I got plenty of time to catch up with you there. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. 
All right, cool. So we already uh, we already plugged the Patreon. No need to do that. I will just tell you if you want to send in music, it's demo listen podcast at gmail.com. Just make sure the release is a year or less old. If you want to call in, it is 260-222-8341. You can shoot us a text message or leave us a message of under a minute and a half, please. And uh, other than that, rate and review the show. Tell your friends. Uh, enjoy your holidays. We'll uh, we'll see you again after Christmas or Kwanzaa or Hanukkah or uh, winter solstice or whatever the fuck it is you celebrate. Um, yeah, that's all there is to it. Got nothing else to say. We'll uh, we'll sign off and we'll see you in a week. Peace. See ya.